Hi, my name is Israel, and I am the lead representative of the Our God Will Save Us clothing brand. I want to thank you guys for clicking on this video, and I encourage you guys to like, subscribe, comment below, or complain. It's completely up to you. Uh, but I encourage you guys to like, comment, subscribe. It's going to be awesome, and I thank you guys for joining. Our clothing brand website is down below. Um, I encourage you guys to look through it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. A couple uh, of the last few days, the team and I, we have been discussing how we can share the heart and soul of the message of the Our God Will Save Us brand. And we decided that we wanted to do it um, through the video, uh, whether it be through YouTube or Instagram TV, wherever you're viewing this from. And we wanted to share some of the core values of what we believe, um, what our God stands for. And through looking through statistics and looking through numbers and all these different articles, um, many people believe that this generation is going to turn out atheist by the time we all 110% grow up. And with all due disrespect to those numbers, um, I believe that God is going to send a great revival to our world. And I believe it's going to start with this generation knowing that there's only one God, Jesus is his name, and that one God cares about each and every one of us. I believe that God is just as concerned with our temporary life, just as he is concerned where we spend our eternal life. And I believe today God is going to reintroduce himself to you in the newest way in the best way and in the way that he wants to be introduced to you. I'm going to take you to the book of Mark chapter 4 verse 35 through 39. Then we're going to drop down to verse 41. I'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. So let's have some fun. <clears throat> it goes like this. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. I encourage you to take notes, and I encourage you in this moment, if you have a pen and a hardcover Bible, or even in your version Bible app, or whatever Bible app you're using, underline or highlight that section. Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat, and they started out, leaving the crowds behind, although the other boats followed. But uh, soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the bank of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're gonna drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Verse 41, the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. I want to go back to the first verse we read. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side. With the next three points, I want to discuss with you guys how intrinsically God cares about us. How many times have you found yourself in a panic? Maybe it's the pandemic and you're scared because you possibly have pre-existing conditions or your loved ones do and you don't want uh, this COVID-19 to take a hold of them because you feel that they're gonna lose their life. 
Or maybe your bank account is not the best right now. Your business is suffering or your budget isn't doing good. Or maybe you're on your last last leg financially and your bank account is going from zero to negative and you're scared. Maybe before the pandemic, you were at a perfect 800 credit score. Now you're at 400. That is you. Dave Ramsey podcast are definitely available just for you. But maybe, just maybe, you find yourself in a time where you're in a panic mode. Maybe your relationship is on the rocks. Maybe your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your family member, your relationships with those people, they're not doing so good. Or maybe your relationship with yourself is not where it needs to be. And you're in this space, just like the disciples were. You're in this space where you feel like Jesus is not paying attention to your needs. You feel like Jesus is locked in to something completely different, working on something else, or in the disciples' case, taking a nap. And you feel as though that you're going through this storm that you're in, this mess that you're in, this situation or this circumstance that you find yourself. You feel like you're going through this on your own. Here's what I want to encourage you to look at. I want you to encur- I want to encourage you to realize that point number one, Jesus cares about your heart. Maybe you're in this moment and you're feeling that your relationships aren't as good as they used to be. I want to let you know in Psalms 34 verse 18, the writer of the psalmist says this, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. I remember the first time that I went through a heartbreak. I was, I believe I was 13 or 14 years old. I'm telling you, any teenager who loses their first love, they they think the world is gonna like blow up. All right, I thought mine was. I remember it was New Year's morning, it was New Year's day. My father was making menudo. I was like crying my eyes out. Like I had this one song. I can't remember what the song, uh, uh, the, the name of the artist who sang the song. So if you know it, please put it in the comment section to help me out. But the song went like this. It said, how can I breathe without you here by my side? How can I see when your love brought me to the light? I memorized those lyrics because I listened to them so much. Like there was another song, Usher, Let It Burn. Like my God, those breakup songs were with me. You know what I mean? Like Trey songs, how we can't, we still can't be friends. You know, like these different things were going through it because my heart was broken. You see, whether it's a teenager or a grown adult, whether it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband and a wife or an ex-husband, ex-wife, because you're going through a divorce, or maybe it's all these different relationships in your life and you feel like your heart is breaking. Maybe you're breaking, your heart is breaking over this nation. Maybe your heart is breaking over the racism and the police brutality or the anti-police brutality that is happening in our streets. Maybe your heart can't handle the ramifications of what everything is going on in our society. I want you to take comfort in the fact that there's one God and that one God cares about your heart. He cares about your heart so much that this psalmist declares that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He's close to you when your spirit is crushed. You can't find God closer to you than when your spirit is crushed. 
the writer, uh, the psalmist writes this in Psalm 51, a broken and a contrite heart, oh God, you will not despise. I want to remind some of you that if you're going through a season of heartbreak, no matter what the reason is, no matter what the occasion is, if you're going through a season of heartbreak, God is with you. God sees the tears that you're crying. God sees the things that you're feeling. And God is with you in this season. Not only is he with you, but he cares so deeply about your broken heart to the point where he says, I'm the only one that can put it back together. Point number two, Jesus cares about your mental health. Now, although I am grateful that the church is getting to this place in culture and in time where they're now opening up their eyes and their mind to the fact that mental health is real and they're not going to chalk it up to a prayer. Rather, a lot of churches are now encouraging you to seek help. But before the church has ever opened up their eyes to the fact that mental health is real, God knew that your mental health was something that needed to be tended to. First Peter chapter five, verse six through seven, Peter writes this. He says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and your cares to God for God cares for you. One translation writes, give all your anxiety to God for he cares for you. Are you anxious? Are you scared about the future? Are you scared that you feel like all your investments or all, whether they be in finances or in relationships or friendships or ministry or business, you feel like they're going to come crumbling down? I want to challenge you. Give your anxious thoughts to the one who can hold them. Give your anxiety, give your cares to Jesus Christ because he cares for your mental health. He lets you know that no matter where you're at in life, he didn't just come to save your soul, but he came to heal you mind, body, and spirit. Point number three, as I begin to close, Jesus cares about your storm. Psalms 89 verse nine reads like this, you rule the, the oceans and you subdue their storm-tossed waves. Isn't it funny how a psalmist is writing about Jehovah God of the Old Testament, Yahweh, creator God of the Old Testament. But now in the New Testament, we read Jesus. And Jesus, he's on a boat with his disciples. And in those moments, those storm-tossed wave moments, where Jesus is with his disciples and his disciples are panicking, I want you guys to catch this. In Mark chapter four, his disciples are panicking, but Jesus is sleeping. The waves did not wake up Jesus. The ocean and its radicalness did not wake up Jesus. The rain, the lightning, the thunder, nothing woke up Jesus except the voice of his disciples. You see, just like an anchor does its best work when you can't see it. God is doing his best work when you feel like he's absent. The disciples come and they're, and they're trying to wake Jesus up saying, don't you care if we die? I want you to catch this. Although Jesus didn't wake up during the storm, 
he woke up to the cries of his disciples. It is because it is only the voice of his disciples that he's concerned about. If Jesus is not panicking during your storm, you should not be panicking either. If Jesus is not weeping and crying during your storm, I challenge you not to weep and cry either. The word that Jesus gave his disciples was we are going to the other side. If Jesus did not give you a new word in this storm, it is because he expects you to follow the word prior to the storm. If Jesus says you're going to make it to the other side, then friend, you're going to make it to the other side. If Jesus promised you that your family is going to be all right, then your family is going to be all right. If Jesus spoke to you about your ministry, then the word that God has for your ministry is going to come to pass. If Jesus has let you know that you will make it through this current season, then you're going to make it through this current season. No matter how long the season is, there is a beginning and there is an ending. But if Jesus is not worried about the storm, if he is sleeping through the storm, then you should be too. I understand it's hard and I understand it hurts, but I want to encourage you with this one aspect. Jesus, Jesus, the image of the invisible God, Jesus, Jesus, he rules the storm. He not only cares about your heart, he not only cares about your mental health, but Jesus cares about your storm. We love you. We thank you for looking at this video, checking out this video. I encourage you again, like, subscribe, comment. And if you're in this moment and you're saying, Israel, I want to dedicate my life to this Jesus. I encourage you to comment below and we're going to pray with you. We love you. I'll see you soon.